happening. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got a SPD one set up because I'm still behind my drums hanging out. Oh yeah. Sprawled Thank out. You. Thank you. Sprawled out leg on a floor, Tom, you know, pretty much barefoot life, but you do have socks on. Yeah. It's cold, you know? Yeah, you I know. know what too, dude? It's it's one of my soapboxes at home, like my home life soapboxes. These stupid ankle biter bugs. There's like little mosquito bugs that just like won't leave you alone. And like we have like bamboo in front of our house. I think they live in there. And so if if you walk around barefoot, like you're getting bitten up. Whoa. And so it's annoying, dude. I've gotten bug zappers and I got like this other thing. Um, I forgot what it's called, but it like basically has like a little fan and a light. And then if the bugs like go, oh, look at that light, they get sucked in the fan and then they stick to like a sticky piece of paper. Is that, do they fly these, these yeah, bitey yeah. bugs? Yeah, man. I don't have fleas, you know, like, <laughs> but they're, they're like mosquitoes. They're, they're like mosquitoes, but they're not mosquitoes. Is that what you're no, they're, they're mosquitoes, but they're the, the guy who does like our, 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 he, there's a, there's like a exterminator that comes to the house like once a month. And I was like, so like when it was hot, it's even worse. And I'm like, yo, man, I'm like, what's going on? I see you spraying, but like, we're getting eaten alive in here. And he's like, yeah, those came over from Egypt. And I'm like, what? What? And the landlord's like, you haven't been to Egypt, have you? And I'm like, no, but like I was in Israel. Is that's kind of close to Egypt. But like, I didn't bring nothing home, bro. Like, what are you talking about? I didn't get eaten at all over there. Egyptian bitey bugs. Yeah, and so like if you look it up, everybody calls them like um, everybody calls them ankle biters, and they like they land right on you. They ain't scared, and they're like huh. they're little mosquitoes, and then you just like smash them, like beat it. But they're hard to capture, man. I wonder. So lately, whenever we go over to my mom's house, the kids get eaten up by mosquito. Like maybe it's that. Maybe it's yeah. Egyptian bitey bugs. I don't know. Everybody is going through it, and no one knows how to get rid of them. Like you can like I've watched videos and they're like, oh, yeah, you can like have a bucket of water and then put like some poison in there and then stop them from hatching larvae or whatever and then stop the problem before it happens. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put a bucket of water and attract more into my house. Huh? But now that it's raining outside right now, we're probably going to have way more Egyptian ankle biters. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Good> idiots. <laughs> One time, dude, in Puerto Rico, one time in Puerto Rico, dude, I went to this, this island that's called Culebra Island, Snake Island. And we went there. They're like, it's like, it's like a, it's like your own deserted island and you can go snorkeling and you can hang out and it's beautiful. And it was white sand beach, snorkeling, all of that. Mm. They didn't tell us that it's infested with mosquitoes, infested. Like I look like I had chicken pox. Oh, man. And there's a dude with a stand that's selling off, and it's like $27 to buy a little can of off. Like, he's capitalizing on the mosquitoes. Dang. So I went there. I paid the $27 to get some stinking off, sprayed my body with, like, this toxic crap, and didn't know that my towel was, like, damp from using it at the beach, and I brought home, like, a million of these things. Then I go in my room and just throw my towel on the floor, go to sleep, 
and I'm getting eaten alive. Ugh. Like I woke up, they were, they ate, like they bit all over my head. Like my, my, like I had a completely like bald head. Oh my gosh. I had like chicken pox on my head. That's... And then I sprayed my entire bed with off and I sprayed my entire body with off. It didn't matter. Oh, that's the so worst. Horrible, I hate and it that. was like, dude, you're like, it's, you feel all gross when you spray that stuff. Cause it's super toxic. Oh, yeah. I hate mosquitoes. So I that's hate why, them too. That's why I just haven't gone like real full on barefoot at my house right now. Cause I'm just tired of getting eaten alive. Dang. So, yeah. We've been spraying Centronella like on our, on our ankles and stuff. So we don't get eaten. So it hasn't been that bad actually, but in the summertime, man, it's horrible. Whew. So yeah. Anyways, that's it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I love it when they're like confused, like, should we clap for that? Yeah. Or, you know, like, I don't know. They're kind of weird about it. See, uh, like <laughs> he's talking about is okay. Let's clap guys. Let's clap. <laughs> like one guy that's like, no, no, keep going. Go, go, go. Um, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> like just telling them like, yeah. go, go, go clap, clap. Like kind of mad. Yeah. Whenever I see, you know, like sometimes you go see your friend play or like, especially this happens with solo musicians and, and it's like, you know, your back, their background music or whatever uh, at a at restaurant or something. And I, I'll be the one guy clapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's, that's how our audience is. It's like, I'm not, I don't mean to talk about you guys like, right. Like you're not here, but it's funny. Sometimes you just clap at the weirdest times, you know, mm -hmm. or like boo at the weirdest times, you know, it's kind of weird. Um, anyways, yeah, you're like, I guess we agree with that. And then they just start clapping, you know? So how is that? Go ahead. I was just going to ask how your week was. Well, yeah, like I, I do want to get into that. I do want to get into that. We just started off just talking about Egyptian ankle biters or whatever they're called. <laughs> but, um, we do have a show here, Phil. It's not just me and you on the phone catching up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, before we get started and talk about everything, gigs and all that jazz, um, um, you know, I, of course you guys know I'm Corey Kingston. That's funky Phil. And, um, we're on zoom today. Again, it's raining outside. I'm, I'm on a regiment, Phil, I'm on a regiment. I'm going to get into that in a minute. Woo. Um, so I, my mornings are kind of taken up by either cycling or going to the gym. But, um, anyways, that's beside the point. Um, just a couple things to mention before we get started. Um, we, you know, host this podcast. We, do drum lessons. We do a bunch of stuff under um, Drum Brigade, and Drum Brigade is uh, our community. Um, we're trying to build a community based on camaraderie over competition, and um, based on acceptance and belonging, which is opposite from what I see in the drum community, which is all about competition, battle drumming. That's the new hot thing, which is fine if that's your thing, but that's just not our thing, you know. I know. Um, so. Yeah, so we just uh, try to do that. We we want to change in this drum community, drum industry, where people base things on stupid stuff and don't really base things on like that. You're actually dope because you play drums. You're actually like really dope and you have something to offer people. They don't base it on that. They base it on stupid stuff like followers and how hard you can like melt people's faces off, you know, and how much better you are and how much you can prove that you're better and whatever dude it's not us so if you want to support that drum brigade camaraderie over competition acceptance belonging in our community 
we have a lot of different things that we do for that. One, um, this podcast, you can listen to this podcast, you can rate this podcast on Apple Music or anything like that. That will help us and help more people to listen to it and get on board with camaraderie over competition. And you can um, support us by the merch stuff, um, buying t-shirts and all that stuff that say camaraderie over competition. Um, we need to make a bold t-shirt that just says camaraderie over competition. And then, you know, maybe I'll work on that this week. Um, you can um, take lessons with us. You can just spread our message, you know, to other drummers and be like, dude, I support the drum brigade. Use our products, all that stuff. Use the drumsticks. Um, if you order drumsticks, you get some stickers that come with it. Um, so all good stuff. And then, um, of course, you can follow us on YouTube, Patreon, Instagram, whatever. But I don't really, I don't really be using that, Phil. I you know. know. <laughs> um, so, but if you want to, you can follow us. Um, we'll update sooner or later, but we haven't updated on Instagram. Um, it's been a week. Got to talk about that a little bit, Phil. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, YouTube, Patreon is the best way to get and like, you know, see what we're up to. Um, and then the last thing is um, just, um, you know, if you want to reach out, you want to ask a question on the show, any of that stuff, just use the contact form, drumbrigade.com or coreykingston.com, philpardell.com. Um, secondly, um, I just want to mention F Note. Um, drums F Note supports Drum Brigade. Um, I'm sitting behind a beautiful F Note 7 kit. Um, and I have an F Note 5 kit that's right next to me that I teach my students on. Um, these are electronic drums. They're the closest thing to real live drums. And they're made by drummers who get it. You know, it's not dudes in a suit that's just like, what's going to make us more money? These guys <laughs> catering to what drummers actually want. And that's why I use them. And that's why they support Drum Brigade, and that's why it's a fit. So, um, yeah, I just want to shout out Mike Bedard and and the guys at whoops, I don't want my phone, and the guys at F Note. Um, and um, thank you for making a great product. Thank you for supporting the Drum Brigade. And um, yeah, we hope to use these for um, all the things that we do as far as Drum Brigade stuff. If we're using electronic drums, so um, and um, shout out one more time to our buddies um, John and um and um oh great oh jeremy at um at, at um q drums um those guys are just fighting you know a horrible disease fighting cancer and um they're you know they're making progress and we're but your um support and donations and buying their products and stuff like that go a long way so john is from revolution drum revodrum.com and there's amazing products um super cool stuff that john does um and uh and then of course you guys know q drums q drums has built some of the best drums for some of the most high profile drummers in our community and in our industry and both of those dudes really need help they both have gofundmes and all of that stuff so if you guys can contribute there's also a t-shirt that you can can you can buy that's um from destroy a drum another really cool company in our our um, community and so they've teamed up with a bunch of different companies and um made a shirt that says you can't um what does it say? You can't, you can't destroy John and Jeremy. That's what it says. Yeah. So I got one. It's a really high quality shirt. It's really cool looking. So check it out. All right. That's all the commercial stuff I have to do. Let's get into it. Oh yeah. 
I'm feeling good today, Phil. Feeling good, man. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. <laughs> they support that. Yes. See? Great. Greatness. Yeah. Did you have fun at the gym? You went and buffed out. <sighs> well, Phil, you, you asked the wrong question, my friend. <laughs> trying to hear that right now this might be a controversial <laughs> one <laughs> i want to sound like some crazy you know but <sighs> oh boy <sighs> phil i go to planet fitness was sergio there no 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 that's not that kind of gym bro trust me oh like sergio is serious this is not that kind of gym like if you're not serious people that aren't serious or like just like if you go at the wrong time, Phil, you feel like you're working out on a prison yard. Oh, like if you go in the evening, like like at five or six, it's prison. Really? There's like beefcakes that like are just like getting off work mm. and it's like intimidation. It's like, this is my machine right now. Like, it's weird, dude. Whoa. I went there one time. It was pizza Monday at the gym. <laughs> what? <laughs> It seems uh, counterintuitive. <laughs> Dude, the place is packed with people. Packed. Wait, they're giving out pizza at the gym? There's stacks of free pizza. Everybody's standing around eating pizza. No one's working out. That's like a dentist having a candy giveaway. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they do that anymore, but they used to do once a month free pizza. Wow. And... It was like people were seriously like on the machines with like shoving pizza in their mouth and like trying to do the elliptical whilst eating pizza. That's that's so gross. Worse. <laughs> I just yeah, imagine them like what it is. Like it missing their mouth and hitting their cheek and just getting yeah. orange grease all over their face. That's so gross. They're like, reward yourself. You've been working hard. None of these people have been working hard, Phil. <laughs> they hard to drive to the gym, and they're like, it's like homeless people. It's like free pizza, all you can eat on once a month. That's the only time they've been to the gym the whole month. Wait, don't they have showers there? Yes. I feel like someone at some point told me about how they have a Planet Fitness thing so they can use the showers. Yeah. Was that you? No. <laughs> I have a shower at my house, Phil. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think I have like at one time, like our, you know, yeah, I, like sometimes when I'm like out and about and I'm like, oh, I want to hit the gym before I like go here. And then I'm like, well, I don't want to get all sweaty and gross. All right, well, I'll just hit the shower, you know, and I'll just bring a change of clothes and then I'll like hit the shower and, you know, and that's it. Better and not, then, better not do that during prison hours. Dude. <laughs> okay. So check this out, dude. Now, look, I'm not trying to paint this picture of me being some like, you know, like homophobic or like whatever kind of dude. But there's this dude at my gym, bro. Like, bro, it's just, I can't even say it. This dude, he's flamboyant, just to say the least. Okay. Okay. I go, I go, I'm, I'm, I'm like knee deep in my workout. I'm sweating. I see this dude, he's like, he's frosted tips, you know, on his hair, faux hawk. Sweet. You know, really tight shirt. 
um, super, super good shape, like Hispanic dude, high top sneakers, you know, but like high end, like Gucci high end, like, you know, leather sneakers. Okay. He's wearing these shorts, Phil. Like they're not a G string, but they're pretty much a G string, like loose fitting speedo. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know what he has on underneath, but. He should be worried some things might, you know, poke out. Okay. It's the shortest shorts that even if a girl was wearing, you'd be like, damn, those are some short shorts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, butt cheeks are straight up hanging out, Phil. Just hanging out. What's up, everybody? I'm here. I'm working out. I got to grab that sample. <laughs> <laughs> but cheeks are straight up hanging straight out. Straight up hanging out, bro. <laughs> like, th- th- okay, when I say they're not a G-string, I mean like full on like what a Chippendale dancer would wear. Okay. Like, but they're, they're it's, it's up the crack, dude. All right. Sweet. Okay, so three quarters of his butt cheeks are hanging out. Three quarters. Yeah, that's a lot. The shortest shorts you can wear. Okay. He's on the stairmaster, just butt all up in in everybody's face. Sweet. Okay. Then I'm like, oh man, like I'm I head down working out, sweating, going good. <sighs> look up again to get my water, drink some water. I look, he's on like what are the benches? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> he's got he's got like his upper shoulders and his neck like on on the bench, right? And then his legs are on the floor. So he's in like a squatting, like a, like a, um, um, what's that movie? Um, matrix position. <laughs> he's, in matrix. Matrix. <laughs> he's in a matrix, matrix position. Okay. <laughs> he's got a dumbbell resting on his wiener, basically on his groin. Huh? And then he's thrusting like, like thrusting up wait (laughs) it's on his business yes resting on the business and then he's thrusting like super like thrusting his groin to the air to the ceiling it's not like on his pelvis it's like straight up just like one ends on the bench one ends on his business no no no. he his shoulders are resting on the bench yeah yeah the matrix position, like yeah, yeah. squatting down with his legs, like kind of on the ground and spread open. Okay. And then the dumbbell is resting, sure, on his pelvis, but it's basically like on his junk. Okay. And he's thrusting the weight towards the ceiling. Hmm. Okay. And then, and then I, I got my headphones in and I hear him and he's like, eh, eh, like, <laughs> Oh no! Like I'm like looking around, like is anybody else seeing this? It's all about (laughs) it's all about acceptance, you know, bro. Like you got to do that here, like at a public gym. Like, look, bro, look, gotta let it out. Whatever, whatever, dude. I'm not going to like say, like, be like, my sexual preference is this and that's what you should be. I'm just going to be like, yo, whatever you do in your room is is your business. 
but you're at a public gym, my friend. Like one, no one wants to see your butt cheeks hanging out. Like this isn't this isn't like a just a you know maybe there's gay dudes that come to this gym and like that, but even if it was a chick, like as a heterosexual man, even if it was a girl, I'd be like, that's a bit much. Like you know, like if you, if a chick was just like walking around, like cruising around with her butt hanging out, and then thrusting like and making super like erotic noises. I would be like, it's a little distracting. That's pretty pretty deep, man. That's like, this chick needs to like calm it down or like just do that at home. Dude, I want to know what Sergio would say. Cause he, of all the people I know, he seems like a, he's like a gym pro. Like he's he's like, he goes to the gym like for real. I know it. He would be like, hey man, whatever you're into, you know? I guess, you know, I, I, you know, I never go to the gym. I've never been to a gym. I like I do my exercise at home. I have like free weights and stuff. I can just do stuff at my house. Not that there's anything wrong with the gym. I'm just kind of a cheapskate, but yeah. but I don't I don't know anything about what people wear at gyms and what moves are acceptable and not and <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, there. It's, there's no like rules. I mean, you want to wear something that you can work out in, you know, like Lululemon, like girls. I wear Lu, I'm wearing Lululemon pants. What's Lululemon? Like, Lululemon's like the stuff that girls wear, like those tights that every girl yoga pants that girls always wear. You've got yoga pants on. I mean, they're like warm up, like they're like. Can joggers. you stand up and do a spin for me? <laughs> oh, Phil, they're joggers, dude. <laughs> like. Ugh. See, look. Okay. They got, you know. Corey's butt cheeks are straight up hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> like the shortest shorts ever. Look at it. And they're like elastic at the bottom. Okay, okay. Lululemon, first of all, Lululemon is very, like, it's pretty expensive. For like a pair of pants, it's expensive. But they are literally the best ever, Phil. I don't know. I think that dude at the gym might might be <laughs> more comfortable. Dude. <laughs> They're the best ever. So when I go on tour, I bring these joggers. I wear them on the plane. And then like sometimes I'll wear them like as my sweatpants, like on the bus or whatever. And then I bring one pair of like they're they're kind of like slacks, but they're they're like um what do they call those? What do they call um what do they call those? Like when they're um I can't think right now. They're not jeans. But they're also not slacks. They're like in between. They're um I know you guys are probably just like, they're this. Pants? They're pants. They're just <laughs> all around pants, dude. Okay. So um I bring those and that's it. Sweet. And they're they're like if I need to dress them up, you can wear them as slacks. If I need to dress them down, you can wear them as jeans. And they're like wonderful. They feel like you're wearing sweatpants. They don't wear out for some reason. They just don't wear out. Sweet. And um, and then maybe, oh, well, I don't wear them on stage. I bring like stage clothes. But like the last tour, I brought jeans. And then I brought like one other pair of um, chinos. That's what they're called, chinos. Chinos, okay. I'm a chino guy. I'm a chino guy. I'm a chino guy over jeans. Hmm, okay. Okay. So anyways, I brought one other pair of chinos, like regular just pants. So when I have to do laundry, then I can wear those. 
Okay. And I brought a pair of jeans. I didn't wear my jeans one time on the last tour. Really? I wore, I wore my Lululemon pants every day. Why do you hate jeans? I don't. They're just heavy. They're like not like, well, dude, if you try on a pair of Lulus, you'll see what I mean. They're just like, <laughs> they feel free and like they're stretchy. They feel like they're just comfortable. Okay. And like, yeah, they look nice. They're great. Okay. So anyways, that's what a lot of people wear. Like Lululemon stuff, It like their shirts, like breathe, you know, they don't like, they're just good for working out. That's what like every girl wears. Flexible, <clears throat> breathable clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Like yoga stuff. Guys will wear like, you know, tank tops or whatever. You know, some guys are like trying to sweat. So they got like a sweatshirt on. They're wearing like basketball gym shorts or like sweats. You know, no one's really in there wearing jeans and like Doc Martens. You know, they're like, everybody's wearing like running shoes. Okay. Stuff. You can't wear sandals. This makes sense. This dude... Like my underwear, my tidy white, I don't wear tidy whiteies, but if I did, they're covering up way more than what this dude's wearing. Okay. Thrusting towards the ceiling in the most erotic way, Phil. I wanted to film, but I was like, I don't want to get like in this guy's business and be like weird. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, dude. Wait, so when are you going to get to the soapbox part though? Dude, it's just you're at a public gym. Do you really you do what you want, but do you really got to do you really think people care? Like do you really do you really think gay or not? Do you really think that people want to see your butt cheeks and see you thrusting for the the like heavens? <laughs> and like moaning like just while you're going thrusting maybe he's just that's that's what he's really comfortable wearing that's his lululemon that's the thing with these days you can't be that you can't be like bro come on then the guy's like what do you hate me because i'm gay you're like that's not what i'm saying i'm saying like your butt is all over everybody's face your butt's distracting me i'm trying to get swole (laughs) look dude you, you i can tell you've worked hard on chiseling your butt cheeks (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't need to. I don't need that, dude. I don't need that. Just gosh, I ain't trying to hear that. Just calm yourself down or work out at home, dude. Turn up the heat. Get a sweat going. Chiseled <laughs> butt cheeks. Just, <laughs> dude. And he's looking at you like, what? Like, like you see like a girl like some of these girls like when you play late at now in San Diego and these girls are wearing like the most scandalous thing ever like their most intimate parts are barely covered okay and then you like glance like oh my gosh that girl's not wearing anything and then they look at you like what are you looking at huh and you're like well you decided to go out naked and it's freezing cold outside that's the look that that guy was giving me like excuse me can i help you (laughs) (laughs) can i help you like what you're just like, I can't help but look at your chiseled butt cheeks. I'm going to use that bench after you and now after your literal butt cheeks have been all over it. So is that pretty much the outfit you're going to wear for your next tour? <laughs> <laughs> that, 
is what I didn't want to <laughs> tell you just yet, but the holidays are around the corner. Even though I don't celebrate holidays, I did get you that exact outfit for your next gig. Yes. <laughs> they support it, Phil. They support it. Heck yeah. Don't we uh, sell one of those with the brigade brigade logo on it? I don't even know where to get those like Hillcrest. Maybe where like do you the, get shorts like that? Probably the internet. I don't know. Dude. I don't know, dude. I don't know anything about fashion. Don't I just wear whatever my, whatever my wife gets me. Don't you, though? <laughs> I don't know where to get them. Don't you? Uh, Under those pants that you're wearing, I have a feeling you're wearing those exact shorts. Yeah, but my wife bought them for me. Oh. <laughs> hey, she's into it, dude. This is the difference between you and him. You're at your home. You're in Phil's castle. Your wife likes you in it. That's your prerogative, dude. No, I'm just kidding. I have some You're other pants on that she got me, though. They're like, I think they're joggers. Do these look like joggers? For the record, Phil is not wearing any pants. <laughs> Are they, do they have elastic at the at the ankles? Yeah, they're like, it's like, uh, they're kind of like nice sweatpants with pockets, but they're they're not uh, they're not all baggy. Yeah, those are joggers. I, I like them. They're comfortable. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, the difference is you're not in a public gym doing the most erotic exercises you can do with the shortest shorts on with your like frosted tips, faux hawk. Mm. And then you're not looking at other people like, go ahead. I dare you to look. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, dang it. Oh, man, I love it. Calm yourself, people. So good. <laughs> uh, all right. So that was my gym this morning. How was your week? My week was good, man. I can't complain. I had a, uh, what did I do this week? Let me look at my stupid calendar thing. Cause I, I have a terrible memory. I played a um, holiday gig. Nice. At the, um, I always forget what it's called. It's not, it's like on the backside of Petco park, the like right outside of the stadium. I've got a stage in Gallagher Square, I think it's called. They've got like oh, yeah. a big square park that's like directly behind home plate. The one with the big stage? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool spot. Cool spot. I but, haven't played there yet, but like a couple, like Flogging Molly played there and Rancid played there. Dropkick Murphys, I think, played there. And like there's a couple bands. So I'm wondering why we haven't played there and we always play Observatory. Yeah, you guys should play there. That'd be fun. I mean, yeah. this was just a Christmas thing. You know, they in the, this time of year, they set it up for like a, you know, winter wonderland. They've got like all these vendors yeah. selling Christmassy stuff and a big Christmas tree and slides. And nice. they end up, I think they shoot snow out, like fake snow. And we just played a couple sets of Christmas tunes. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. And other than that, just the same old teaching and did some, uh, some mixing some mixing stuff. I'm actually going to get to do some mixing on a um a thing that Forest Rice. You know that dude? Oh yeah, he's a good drummer, man. Yeah, I got some tracks to mix from a uh, a thing he did with the Barn Time guys and it's uh He doesn't play in Covet anymore. They got like another they got a girl drummer who's also really like super ripping. Dude, it's like apparently this thing he did was like a crazy multimedia thing with like triggers and all sorts of stuff. It's I mean yeah. I'm excited to dig into that one. I saw him randomly at the Starbucks at my, like right by my, my home Starbucks. What? He was just like, he just like walked in 
and then he's like getting his coffee and I was getting mine. And I'm like, and then I fanboyed. I was like, hey man, I go, you're Forrest, right? And then he's just like looking at me and I'm like, he's like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're a great drummer, man. And that's all I said. And then he's like, thanks, man. And I'm like, yeah, I go, I'm Corey. I don't, I'm like, I'm, I own Drum Brigade and do some stuff. I'm like, yeah, if you ever want to shed or like come on our podcast or whatever, just let me know. And then he was just like, like so confused, just like, well, oh, okay. I, I don't know, remember if he's like, oh yeah, I've heard of you or something, but he was just kind of like, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, but no, dude, I'm like, we know who you are. You're, you rip at drums and like, yeah, you're sick. Later. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks, mugs, phone cases, stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. What about you? You do some gigging? Um... Yeah. Sorry, Phil. Damn. I ain't trying to hear that right this now. This is like, I don't, I'm afraid I'm going to say too much, but like, I played at Tin Roof. Wait, yeah, it was a on. showcase gig. I haven't done showcase in like a long time. Um, so I kind of had to do it, but now I feel like I didn't have to do it. Like, let me explain. Oh, wait, Whitney said oh. she saw you there. Yeah, Whitney saw me there. I just talked to her for a few minutes, but I didn't really get deep. Um, so, but I was like, she's like, oh, I just had a gig down the street. And then I'm like, is, is Funky Phil with you? And then she's like, no, he didn't play with me tonight. It was just a duo. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we chatted for a few seconds. But um, so showcases. So I haven't been to any in like the past probably six months. And I used to be the only dude that does showcases. Yeah. Like if I couldn't do it, Abe would do it. But like I was the the first in command guy, like for schmucky medals. Yeah. Well, there's a new dude in town. Uh oh. I mentioned names. He's the new he's new fig though. He's new fig. We'll just this guy's name is New Fig, all right? Okay. <laughs> that fig. Yes. That fig, fig, we miss you. I don't know what happened to you. Yeah. You're one of the best drummers I've ever known. And um, I don't think there's many people out here that can hold a drumstick to you, dude. Um, And you have an amazing laugh. (laughs) Uh, New Fig is also very dope. Very clean. Like very, very confident. Very good. Nice guy. Very, very strong drummer. Sweet. Um. I don't, I don't know if he's fig though, but he's good. Like he's real good, like way better than me. Okay. So I'm going in, I'm already feeling the opposite of drum brigade inferior thing, you know, like 
I shouldn't even be here, but I have to, I'm like obligated to do it because, you know, if I want to keep getting gigs, this is what you have to do. <sighs> so like side note, I'm like texting like, Hey man, you know, looking forward to playing with you being like me being, being brigade, you yeah. know, like being like, Hey man, looking nervous, but looking forward to, to meeting you in person and playing with you tonight. Um, Hey man, do you want to use my stuff? You know, we can use my stuff. Um, how do you want to do this? Because I don't know if he's like, I don't want anybody using my stuff. So I'm like, you can use, you know, I know you're a really great drummer, so we can use my stuff. If you yeah. want, I can get the early setup. I'm like, just so you know, here's my symbols. And I sent him like the worst symbols you could find, like <laughs> cracked symbols, symbols with chunks taken out of a mix matched. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't really. <laughs> like mix matched, like, you know, the worst. And they're all like B8s. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I leave it at that. And then I'm like, I'm just kidding. And then everybody on the chat is laughing. And they're like, you know, but if you if you've seen any videos or anything of me, you know that obviously I don't use cracked B8s. And I'm like, we can use my stuff. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, no worries, man. We'll just use my stuff. He's like, don't worry, man. The holidays are around the corner. I know you're going to get some good gear with it for this, for the holidays. And I'm Aww, like, Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I was kidding. I wasn't, <laughs> that's not really my stuff. <laughs> so he, he, we, we get there. I have to play on his kit on his setup, which is fine, but it's, it was just, you know, it's always awkward not playing on your own stuff. Yeah. So, but the, the thing is though, dude, and I'm trying to say this nicely, like, they were telling me he was holding back, but if he was holding back, then he must be like freaking Eric Moore on drums because he was going pretty ham, dude. Like, yeah, it, not ham. Okay. He was playing the songs. But there's a lot of stuff in there where it was like cheap shots at like, I'm going to show this dude why I'm getting the gigs now. Huh? It's hard to explain. It's just how I took it. I've been doing this a long time and we created camaraderie over competition for a reason. Okay. So we know when a drummer is going to put it to you in a subtle way to let you know who the daddy is. I've done it. I've done it before. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, so I'm like, I go into those situations where I'm like, I'm not even going to try to tell you that I, I already know you. Like I already know I've seen videos of you and I've heard stories from all the musicians now in San Diego that are like, dude, the new fig is in town. And like, this dude is amazing at drums. Oh my God. I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, it's like your freaking girlfriend telling you she met a super, super, super hot guy. That's like, way better looking than you, <laughs> but I still love you. You're good in your own way. You know, what I, mean? I get it. I get it. I've kind of moved on a little bit like where this is like my side thing and I get it. So I'm comfortable with that. I'm confident in what I do. And besides that, I'm like way older, like I'm way older than this dude, but I'm just like, like, you know, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, I get it that maybe, you know, that's how he plays. And I, and I can do a lot of that stuff too, but like, I'm just saying like, dude is clean. Dude is solid. Dude sounds great. But then like the last song was like a medley. And so it was like, 
you know, Melvin's like, Hey man, like, let's get you, let's just divvy up the medley. So like, maybe you guys can just work out like when you guys can transition. So I play the first song. It's a, it's a earth, wind and fire medley. I play the first song, which is like stupid September classic. And there's two more songs. So he does the second song and then I'm thinking, okay, we're going to transition back to me playing, you know, the ending. And then maybe like the reprise, you can do that or something. So I grab my sticks, like ready to go. And he's just like, uh, uh, like my turn. And then does his thing at the end. And then like fully goes ham at the end with all these like solo things and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, I get it. That's why you wanted to play the last bit of this song. It's fine, dude. That's fine. Like I don't have an ego like that. Like I don't have an ego where it's like, I wanted to show you that I'm the daddy. It's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the daddy. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm like, honestly, you know, if I'm, if I'm like vibing you for like wedding gigs and stuff like that, then like I got my head in the wrong place. Okay. So that's not really actually the soapbox. So that's, that's it. He was great. I thought he was a wonderful drummer. I told him he was a wonderful drummer. I said, you're welcome on the show. Anytime you're welcome to shed, like whatever you want to do. I'm a fan. And I left it at that. That's how I roll. Then I go to my gig on Saturday and like, everything is kind of different. The vibe is different. Like with Melvin Mm. and like, I'm not going to like, like blow Melvin out, but you know, like the thing that I will say is like, like my next gig is like March 10th of next year. Wow. <laughs> and so I'm kind of like, yo, like I know it's slow, but like, bro. And then I get like a text in a group chat that's like, hey, I'll see you guys Monday and I'll see you guys Wednesday. And so I'm like, yo, why am I not on at least one of those gigs? You know, like when it was me and Fig, we used to divvy him up like spread the, spread the love around because we're all slow right now. Yeah. So I like say, yo man, like, you know, why can't we spread the love around? And then the, the attitude was like, well, you weren't on any of those showcases that those gigs came up. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, if we're going to be real and compare apples to oranges, I've done seven years of showcases. This guy's done six months of showcases. So that should account for something, right? Yeah. Plus, I thought it was supposed to be all about like, like you can go on tour and then come back and still have gigs. But I mean, if you're on tour and you can't do the showcases, that means you just don't get work. That's the argument that I've had for years. Like, hey, man, like the way that I was told this doesn't work is you have a gig to come home to. And that doesn't affect any of that. You know, and so... I'm just like, what? Like, I'm kind of like, why am I getting this attitude now? Like, because a prettier girl came along, but like, I don't do my job though. Like, and I do other stuff. Like I do, like, I can do some of those chops. I can't do like, I'm not a gospel chop guy, but like, I definitely can play the music the way that it's supposed to be played. And I can do the job professionally. And I bring up professional equipment and, you know, I go the extra mile that a lot of these guys don't do. Yeah. You know, and like now, now the attitude has kind of changed toward me. And so I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm a little bit bothered by that. I'm like, you Mm. know, like I, I, I worked my tail off for years to get in the position that I'm in with this group. And, and like, so, so basically when I sent the text that was like, Hey, you know, somebody was like, Hey, like, 
I'll see you guys on Monday or Wednesday. And I said, yeah, I'm available or something like that. If you guys need me to be there on Monday or Wednesday, you know, just kind of tongue in cheek. Like somebody was like, Hey, I just had surgery. Can I get like some help bringing my equipment in? And then I said, I'll be glad to help you with your equipment if I can play Monday or Wednesday. And I left it at that. Okay. Well then from what I heard through the grapevine, new fig texted Melvin and said, Hey, should I be worried about Corey? It seems like he's trying to steal my gig. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, so wait a minute, bro. Like you're worried about me doing like literally exactly what you did. Like you made it known. The dude doesn't even live in San Diego. You made it known to every one of the bands that I work with in San Diego. You made it known that you're coming to town and you're coming to town to steal work. Where does he live? Dude, he lives in like past LA. What? Why is he driving all the way down here for work? I said, what i said but whatever whatever dude there's enough of the work to go around i'm not mad at that i'm just saying you did come in though and like be like yo i'm available for all of them like if this dude isn't available i'll come down and do it you know for all of them huh and so i'm like but i am available not just not when i'm on tour like when i'm home this is my job because that's the that's the the model that you guys set up this is led by musicians and this is just a work gig that you're supposed to have. And if you have to go on tour to a bigger, better gig, you go and do that. And then you come home and you still have work. Huh? So I'm like, so I said that I said, Hey, so dude's worried about me, like doing literally exactly what he did or what he's doing. And he's like, it's not like that. I'm like, how is it not like that? It's exactly like that. And I'm like, how is it not like that? I'm not on any of the gigs until March 10th or something, March 11th. I'm like, how is it not like that? You know, well, he was on the showcases and I'm like, yeah, well, okay. So he's done five and I've done 75. Like that doesn't account for anything we're living right now. So there's like, I'm like, I don't know about this dude. Like whatever. Whatever. I don't know what to say about that. I just, I just think it's lame. And, and I think it's, um, why I believe so heavily in the like camaraderie over competition stuff, because I would like when me and fig went through that, like I kind of got undercut like that from fig, to be honest, like when I was playing in a band, you know, I was, I was like in, I, this band was, is, I don't want to talk about the names or anything, but it was another cover band. It was an exclusive cover band, you know, high profile Vegas style cover band. And it started getting like the same way where I was like, Hey, you know, the best way for this to work is if I can't do a date, but you still need a really good drummer, you should use fig. We should work together. But then it got to be where they're like, well, we just like working with fig better. And like Fig didn't like Fig like did all the stuff that they wanted. Like Fig did holiday stuff. Fig smoked weed. Fig, you know, used foul language. Fig did all the stuff that like I just don't do. Okay. And so like, and like, you know, I get on a soapbox from time to time and people are either entertained by that or they're just like annoyed by it. So, but whenever I do get on a soapbox, it's normally like, legitimate and granted it's like for real it's not just like me complaining that like everything sucks like if somebody's like a pretentious jerk i'm gonna be like that dude's a pretentious jerk yeah oh so 
that's one thing that was brought up. Well, it's just a little bit about your complaining. And I'm like, I haven't even been on any gigs. What are you talking about? I've been on tour all this time. I played with you last week. I played the showcase. There was no complaining on any of those gigs. So now what are you talking about? There's something else going on maybe with you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, that was that. But then now I will get on. Let me just hit this again. So I'm trying to hear that. Right people want to complain that I complain. Okay. <laughs> people want to complain that I complain too much, but then crap like this happens on my gigs. So <laughs> I, uh, okay. So Saturday's gig. Now this is, I'm already kind of like, not, not mad. I'm not saying anything. I'm just kind of like, well, if that's the way it is, that's the way it is. You know, about the like, Hey, should I be worried about Corey coming in and stealing my gigs? I believe that I'm right and legitimate on that. I've done years of showcases. I've played years of gigs loyally. I have other obligations, but I'm still here to play gigs, you know? Yeah. And I only go on tour three to four months out of the year, dude. You know, it's not like the whole year I'm gone. I'm gone a few weeks. I don't do any of those gigs. The other dude does whatever. So I'm already like just a little bothered, but not like throwing stuff around. Dinner time comes, Phil. Uh oh. They go, okay, here's your guys' meal. And the regular meal is already, it looks like it's a snack at best. It's like a little piece of steak, like little. And then like three pieces of lettuce with like Parmesan sprinkled on top. And that's it. Ooh. And so right away, the singer is vegan and then I'm vegetarian. So I'm like, Hey, there should be a vegetarian meal. And they're like, they're, they're like, well, there should be a vegan and a vegetarian meal. And then they're like, um, we weren't aware of that. We're going to have to see if we can find something classic. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> and so I'm looking at Melvin like, yo dude, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox, but you see what I'm saying? This is the kind of thing that happens every gig, you know? And so he's just like, he's already irritated. He's already irritated. And I'm like, let me ask you something. I said, let me ask you something. If, if this was the case, this is how this happens all the time. If they're like, Hey, sorry, we didn't have anything that no one told us that there's a vegetarian. I'm like, it's in our contract that we're supposed to get a hot meal. That can't be a band sandwich. That can't be like a salad. It has to be a hot meal. Yeah. It's in our contract. That's one. Two, as musicians, we've done our part. So we have to fill out a form that says what our dietary restrictions are, what are whatever, whatever the case. If you're gluten-free, if there are certain things that you won't do, like maybe you're Jewish and you don't want to do holiday like Christmas parties or, you know, something like that. You can specify that on your musician profile. Yeah. So we've done what we're supposed to do. I put that I'm a vegetarian. She put that she's vegan. What else can we do? Are we supposed to contact the, the planner or the caterer? Con like before the gig, I'm supposed to contact the caterer. I'm supposed to contact the, the, um, the wedding planner. Be like, hey, you don't know me. My name is Corey. I play drums for the Schmucky Metals band. I'm working with you on Saturday. I was just wondering if you can get me in touch with your caterers so I can let them know that there's a vegetarian in the band. That's what I'm supposed to do. 
No. I was like, that's ridiculous. I mean, the, com- like, the company should work all that out or the the person, that's what I'm like, saying. the point of contact or the, you're the band manager for that gig or whatever. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, so on my part, I feel like I should be allowed to, first of all, if they don't provide us with a meal, I should be allowed to go get my own meal. Second of all, like the way that it works on tour or the way that it works with any, any other band is you save your receipt, you add that to your invoice and they should compensate you for that. And then they should charge the client for that. Yeah. That's the way it works. So I'm like, I know that's a little bit pretentious, but here's the deal, dude. We had to get there. We had to be set up by two o'clock, get there, get there. I got, everybody got there around two o'clock. Okay. A little bit before, a little bit after, as far as the band goes, because we had to set up for cocktail hour before the ceremony, the gig didn't end until 10 o'clock. Yeah. So if I get there at two o'clock and then I don't end until 10 o'clock and then I have to pack my stuff and I have to drive home and then I can eat. Yeah. You're telling me that's okay. So I go, they come back, they go, okay, this is all we have. They give me a plate with three raviolis on it. <laughs> three raviolis. And then they're like, what and the- I'm so sorry, but we don't have a vegan meal. Oh my so the God. Girl, the girl is just sitting there while everybody's chomping on their steaks. I have three raviolis. And she has from nothing. Two o'clock, two o'clock to 10 o'clock. I'm going to live off of three raviolis and I'm supposed to keep the energy up and play this high energy, high profile wedding gig. That's absurd. Yeah. Okay, so the girl just looks like she's completely defeated. And they go, you have to have something. She can't just go through the gig without eating. Can you guys get another salad or something? So they bring her some lettuce on a plate and give her a salad. And then she's just over there eating it like, okay, I guess this is what I get. That's so jacked up. Um, Dude, tell me about it. That's so not okay. So I'm like, I said, Melvin... It like, don't you think that this is not cool? Like, don't you think that we should be allowed to add on like a $10 buyout so we can just go buy up, go buy some food that we can eat? Of course he doesn't see it that way. He's like, well, you're drinking their alcohol. And I'm like, it's, this is besides the point. Like, I know that's an added perk, but it still is like, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm just talking about getting through the gig. That's all I'm talking about. Yeah. This is like, this is legitimate. I'm just talking about getting through the gig. So I'm like, everybody's complaining about their food. Dude, the the photographers are like, is it me or is it like the portion is just really small on this wedding? And everybody's like, yeah, dude, it's like not even a meal. It's like half of a meal. So I'm like, yo, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that like we should, but I'm like, there's a Del Taco right across like two minutes away. Maybe we can Uber Eats or maybe one of us can go grab some food or maybe we can just order something ahead. I'm like, dude, maybe we can just order a pizza or something. Everybody unanimously is like, is like, I'm in. And they start putting their order in the group chat. I'll have two tacos. I'll have a Beyond Taco. I have three burritos. Everybody's putting it in there. So I'm like, okay, well, hold on. If we're going to do this, let's do it. Like, but maybe I shouldn't go because if they tell us we got to play, then 
like I should be here. So maybe one of the, like maybe the horn player can go. The horn player's like, I'm out. So I'm like, okay, so the, so the guitar player's like, I'll do it. He's like, we got some time. We're on break. I'll just go do it. Yeah. And so now for what it's worth, I understand where Melvin's coming from because he was like, yo, like we shouldn't do it. As soon as you leave, the client's going to ask us to play. And then we're all kind of like, yeah, but we can play without him for a song or two. And then we come back on break and then we eat. Yeah. Dude, Melvin put his order in too. You know? So okay. we all order, we start playing, or would the, the planner comes and she's like, can you guys start playing? We're like, yeah, sure. So we play one song before the guitar player comes back. He puts all the bags down, puts his guitar on, starts playing on the second song. Yeah. Like, no harm, no foul. Yeah. We go on break. We all eat. We're all happy. That's it. You know? And like, it was apparent that Melvin wasn't happy, but I don't know what to say, dude. Like, you know what the thing is? If you're the boss on the band, then you should back the band up. You should go up to the, to the planner and say, hey, you know, I, we got to eat, but one of our band members is vegan. She can't help it. Like, she, she does it for, for her reasons. She specified that on the worksheet and like she didn't get a meal. So we have to have a meal for her and our contract says a hot meal. So you have to make something. Is there roasted vegetables you can give her? Yeah. You know, it's as simple as that. And then if it's like, hey, no, we can't do that. Then I would be like, if I was in that position, I'd be like, okay, well then I'm going to go send her to go get some food for herself because she can't make it through an eight hour gig on yeah. nothing. Yeah. That's, I mean, honestly, the, the wedding planners should order food. Yeah. Like it, it's on them. They're, they had it. It was a contract that said with the dietary needs of the band. Right. Obviously they didn't read it and, and, and they should, I mean, they're in breach of contract. Dude, you know what I've been told on some of these gigs? Like I've gotten into blowouts with people before because I've been told like somebody, like one of the guys one time said, we don't have a vegetarian meal. We weren't told that. And he's like, I can grab you some chicken fingers and some fries, but that's about <laughs> all I can do. And I go, why would I eat that? I'm like, I've been a vegetarian for nine years. Why would I choose to eat meat today of all days? And the choice I'm going to make is chicken fingers. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I'm assuming I'll get through the gig if I eat just stomach that. And I've been told, I'm like, what would you do if you were in my position? We're here all day. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to starve. He said, I would quit being a little bee and eat the food. That's what I've been told on some of these gigs. That sucks. But I'm, but, but I'm the one that's getting in trouble for complaining. I, that all sounds like a load of BS to me, dude. <laughs> I'm saying. That's exactly I'm what I'm saying. To hear that right Tired now. of it, dude. That's stupid. Like, I don't understand this, dude. You, shot, you show up, you show up on time, you show up dressed correctly, you show up with the correct equipment and then some. You know, you, 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 I go the extra mile, like on cocktail hour, there's, we're getting compensated for it, we're getting paid for it, we're going to like move to a different, you know, area. Yeah. Most of the drummers only bring a snare or like a snare and a cymbal. Dude, <laughs> I bring a kickflip with an extra floor tom. I brought an extra floor tom just for cocktail hour nice. on Saturday. And I'm being accused of like when we're being mistreated. And I'm like, yo, like I'm not complaining about any of the musicians or anything like that. I'm just complaining about like the pretentious jerks that we work for sometimes. It's not fair. It's not just. Yeah. 
That's not cool. And like, I'm, I'm saying something that needs to be corrected. Like if I played gigs with other people that are like on in the same position that are like, Oh, well, let me just go take care of this. Okay. They're going to bring you out some roasted vegetables, you know? Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, if you're managing a group of people, like your own personal beliefs about dietary needs should not come into play whatsoever. Yeah. That's like the thing is dude, like, I don't know. I, I mean, look, I'm not trying to like blow out people and like, you know, you know, talk crap on people. Cause I understand that. Like I'm not in that position because I can't be in that position because I will freak out. So I understand that like, like people like Melvin or like other dudes like that do that are in that position for schmucky metals. Like they're, they, they have a lot of hard work. They're dealing with the clients. They're dealing with band members. They're dealing, they're putting out fires. They're dealing with dudes showing up late. They're dealing with dudes showing up high. They're dealing with dudes showing up with no equipment. Like one of the guys in the band on, on Saturday hit some crazy traffic and came super late. And he was like the MC. It's like, you know, you can't control that kind of stuff. And so that amount of stress would do me in dude. And, and, you know, maybe that's, that's where some of it's coming from, but like, but you're getting paid for that. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're getting paid for that. And you, you're, you're gladly accepting the, 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 you're wanting to be like a team player for the, for like, as one of the musicians, but then you want to accept extra money. But then when push comes to shove to be one of the musicians, you don't be one of the musicians, you side with the client and that's not cool to yeah. me. That's my opinion. It's my show, man. I'm with you. That's lame. It's my, show, it's my soapbox. That's why I, I express myself in this way. Again, I'm not trying to badmouth people. I'm not trying to blow people out. I'm not, this isn't me talking crap. This is just me telling you what happened. Yeah. I, I freaking had three raviolis as my meal <laughs> and they weren't like giant raviolis, like pancake size raviolis. They were like little tiny, teeny tiny. They're good, but yeah, that's bogus. I mean, dude, I don't know. I don't see there's, there's no reason for that. I did a corporate gig the other day and massive gig they had like two different bands playing on two different stages like decked out speakers everywhere lighting decorations all this stuff they just bought like they must have bought like i don't know 50 or 60 pizzas yeah and and salad and other stuff too but it was like everyone was happy everyone had food they had vegetarian options they had stuff with meat on it they had salad it was like you know, that's not even hard. And you, well, the thing is, though, I think Schmucky Metals um, stipulates that you're not allowed to do that. No bandwiches, no pizzas, like because people will just do that. They're eating, you know, chicken cordon bleu, and we're over here eating pizza. But I would be okay with that. Yeah, who cares? I'd rather have food. I'd rather have food than three raviolis. Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> it seems like they always get they there's like a I don't know. There's a different attitude when you're eating like the fancy food that all the other people are eating or whatever. But I guess they probably, if you're mingling in the same area and they can see you, they it, it's probably not ideal to see every like this table is eating pizzas from Domino's at yeah. the wedding. I, I get it, but if that's the ambience, you know, you're you you need for your event, you should you should plan accordingly and and make sure. That, <laughs> There's well, food for everybody. You know what else too, though? Like the thing is, 
Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I think that uh, that night they saw us all eating Del Taco. And, but the like the ph- photographers were like, "Whoa, you guys got Del Taco? Where did you get that?" Yeah, they're like, "We wish we would have done that." And I was like, "I wish we would have let you guys know." And then I'm like, you know, if that looks bad, if that's a bad look, that's the things that I don't think about and I don't worry about. I'm like, they should have given us better food. But then I'm like, you know, I understand how that looks with the client. Like out, like when I think from a different perspective. It probably is like, dude, these, who are these ghetto fools like eating Del Taco at like this high profile wedding? Well, the but pl- then I'm like, the planner should plan for it. Yeah. And also if you're like, you're thinking that like, like if you're like one of the guys in charge, you can't order two. You can't be like participating <laughs> and then be mad about it. That's true. Yeah. You got like, you got to stand your ground and be like, I don't think this is a good idea, guys. No. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. So, yeah. <laughs> That's a good I don't point. Know, man. But I mean, Shrug- on another level, also, like, it's a wedding. Odds are someone in the odd, some guest is a vegetarian. You know? I know. There should be, you know, it's not that hard to have some vegetarian food. There's a disconnect. I've been, ex- it's been explained to me. There's a disconnect in the, with the client, the wedding planner, and everybody else. So when when the the person that handles the the logistics of the gig, like the Melvins of this world, they are discussing all like a list of things. And I've had so many people tell me up and down, trust me when I say that we have told them, "Hey, the band gets a hot meal and on this one there's two vegetarians." But the wedding planners are so pretentious and so like disconnected and just don't care about the help, the vendors that they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, get there at this time. So I get it. I get it. They're doing like, because whenever I say, what am I supposed to do in this situation? I filled out the form. I did what I was supposed to do. I'm not going to decide to eat meat tonight because they refuse to give me, you know, what I have. And you know, like, well, that's another point, but anyways, what do you want me to do? And then they're always like, well, what do you want me to do? I talked to the wedding planner. I did my part. Well, there, there should be a stipulation in the contract that if, if they failed to, to provide the, you know, the, the things that are on the contract, they should get a penalty. They should, it right. should cost them more money or, or, you know, yeah. it should do something that would inspire them to do their job better. So the way that I'm understanding it is like, you know, we're the only job in the world that would complain about something like this, you know, like musicians get fed. We, we don't, we're not normal vendors, you know, like the caterers aren't, they don't get a meal. I don't think the photographers are like, Hey, it's in our contract. We're, you know, but they're there for half the time. We, well, no, they're, they're there like during the day taking pictures and all that stuff. Anyways, all I'm saying is, for us, you know, we complain about things that are kind of privilege, you know, like we're getting a meal. I know I'm playing, I'm just playing devil's advocate, but we're getting paid to be there, to provide our service, play our instrument. People think we're up there having fun. They don't think it's work. And then we're like, how dare you not have my meal for me? I'm walking off the gig. When I, it's like, well, the fact that you even get a, get a meal is like, 
you should just be happy that you're getting anything. But my defense is we, it's in our contract. You signed the contract. You hired us. Yeah. And this is part of the contract. I mean, there, it's more than just principle. It, I mean, they're, it's just ridiculous. No, you're, I mean, you're there all day. They're paying you for ambiance. You're supposed to be right. part of the crowd, you know? Well, and, if it's and, not, you know what happens like on tour, dude? Like when you're like, you know, like when I'm on, on the road, the, the, the band gets there, there's a writer. So we're supposed to have these certain things in our backstage. And part of our writer is snacks in the dressing room, a hot meal, dinner, and after show food. Okay. Yeah. So during the day, it's up to you to go buy your breakfast or buy your lunch or make a sandwich in the snack area, but there's supposed to be a hot meal. If they don't provide a hot meal, they provide a buyout. And that is you get $10, $15, $20, sometimes $30 to go buy your dinner. Just makes sense. That's it. That's part of the contract of the band. If there's no buyout, then they provide the meal. Yeah. And so I'm saying that if there is, if this is ran by musicians and like, you know, and it's part of the contract, if they don't provide that, then I believe, and that was the simple question that I asked, don't you think that we should be able to tack on a $10 buyout? Like, I know they can't say that because then everybody will just be like, there's people out, there's musicians out there that are like, I'm skipping my meal and I'm going to buy, a, I'm just going to use my buyout. You know what I mean? But that, that defeats the point because they provided a meal for you. But I'm saying in this situation, if they are like, hey, we refuse to, we didn't know there's a vegetarian when you're, when you did your part, you should get a buyout. I should be able to tack on $10 to Absolutely. my yeah. invoice. I mean, anyone that can't eat whatever, or if they don't have a meal to provide for every, every member, whatever members should be able to get something. I mean, it's part, it's part of your payment is the meal. Yeah. And if, if everyone else is getting a meal, but you're not, you're effectively missing out on part of the payment of the gig. And that's unacceptable. And the whole point is that we are supposed to be there to provide entertainment and background ambience, whatever you want for that whole amount of time. So if the whole point is that we don't leave and go have a meal and have a sit down dinner, that's the whole point. We're supposed to stay there. That's why our meal is supposed to be provided. Yeah. I mean, if, so, it, if they're not going to give you a meal and, and it's not part of the contract, then you should know in advance and you can plan accordingly. But like, if you're expecting, you know, X to happen and it doesn't, it shouldn't be like, Oh, deal with it. Yeah. And that's, that was my whole point where it's like, Hey, I just said simply, Hey, I'm just going to be real with you. Three raviolis. Isn't going to cut it for the whole night. I said, I'm, I already was like starving by the time dinner came and it's three raviolis. And I'm like, I'm still hungry, dude. So like, why don't we figure out another option? I'm not saying I need to be paid for this. I'm saying though that I'm probably just going to go get something that I can eat that's going to get me through the gig. Yeah. You know, and that's it. And I'm like I'm not I'm not mad at anybody. I said I'm used to this at this point. I'm not saying you need to do something about this. I'm saying I need to do something about this. They didn't provide me a meal. You got to eat. I didn't. And for sure the other girl didn't. So 
We got to do something about it. And guess what, dude? Everybody was stoked. Everybody ate like for the whole entire band to eat the meal that was provided. And then on top of that, eat like three burritos and like two tacos that shows that there wasn't enough food for us. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm sorry, man. It's, this is a little close to home and like, it's a little bit too true, but I'm not trying to make anybody mad. I'm just saying, this is my opinion on it. That's it. I ain't trying to hear that right now. They agree, Phil. So that's it, man. That's it. It's a, it's complicated. It's a complicated situation. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't know what to say, man. It's like, it bums me out to, um, I don't know. What am I trying to say? Like, I'm not trying to say like, just, just get our food right. That's all I'm trying to say. Just get our freaking food right. Just give me a vegetarian <laughs> meal. I don't want to eat chicken fingers. <laughs> you know, just give me a freaking proper meal and have our backs. Melvin. Yeah. Gosh. I ain't trying to hear that right now. <laughs> um, Three raviolis. Was, yeah. That's not enough. Uh, there was something else that I was supposed to say, and I forgot what it was. Dang it. Mm. Of course, I have many other soapboxes. Many, many. I think you're going to tell me how much you like my sweater. Yeah, you're wearing a dad sweater today. It's so warm and comfortable. Yeah, it's been cold, dude. It has been. For us, for us wussy San Diegans. Yeah. <laughs> it's been cold, dude. I rode my bike the other day, and it was like... I had arm warmers on and like, you know, like it's just, it was, I was full on, like pretty bundled up and I was so cold. Well, it's cause you didn't have, you had your little butt cheek shorts on. Yeah. God, I do ride with those <laughs> yeah. thrusting while I'm riding. <laughs> I got a thrust in the gym, bro. <laughs> Get to take that home. Oh my God. I love it. Um, I got some lessons today and I got um, moving stuff out of the storage, you know? Yeah. I got got to like, I'm building a little storage in the backyard and um, I'm moving all the stuff back into the hall closet. It sucks, man. Putting Mm. my drums in there and then having to load them out every day. But I'm paying like 200 bucks a, a, a month for a stupid little storage to store my drums in. That's not cool. Dude, you don't even know what happened, by the way. I know we're trying to wrap the show up, but what happened? I got like inherited, like given. So remember when we were at Studio 528? Remember yeah. all the drum equipment that was there? Yeah. They had that vintage like Rogers kit or something, grudge Lud- kit. It was a Ludwig. Ludwig kit. And no, they had like, they had a, oh no, they had like a different Tama kit too. Yeah. And um, they sold that. So they, they, they had a lot of cool, like really nice, sim- like, like kind of vent, like 90s vintage symbols. You know, like a lot of drum equipment, like a lot of cool snares, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, one of the guys, basically long story short, Studio 528, one of the guys that we were renting that space from, he had a partner and that partner, like his business partner, his partner had an uncle that was like a drummer collector guy. Like one of, he seemed like he was one of these guys that like collected like just little knickknacks and gear stuff like the older guy that would go to the local drum shop and collected drum keys and he took very well good care of all of his equipment brand new heads all of his spare heads were labeled so you know he was very organized like that all of his snares and stuff were in pristine condition nice 
So, but the uncle passed away. So the partner inherited all of that stuff. So that's how those vintage Ludwigs got there. The, um, this, I ain't trying to hear that. That right was now. me on those vintage Ludwig drums. That oh, dude, dude, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> that ending drum fill is me on those vintage Ludwigs. Um, and so anyways, I guess somehow, I don't know how, I don't know what happened, but I guess the partner also passed away. So Sean, the dude who we rented Studio 528 from, he, I think he just inherited all the drum stuff. Whoa. And so he said that they kept the vintage Ludwig, they sold the Tama kit. Some of the family got some of the stuff, like some of the snares and some of the like symbols and all of that stuff. And then there was like leftover stuff. Like I had a stack of practice pads at his at Studio Five Two Eight that I forgot to get. They moved out of that studio, and then they were right next door to the old Doc Sweeney shop. Oh, okay. Oh, so in that they were literally sharing a wall with Doc Sweeney. He's still so, there, I think. Oh, really? I asked him if he was there. He's like, no, he's not there anymore. Oh, okay. So, anyways, I um, I go there. He's like, we're cleaning out our shop. We need you to come get all this stuff. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, all I have there is practice pads. He's like, hey, we're throwing all this stuff away. If you want any of it, it's all yours. Dude, it's like, he's like, all of this stuff is going to get thrown away or just sold on Craigslist. So take whatever you want. Oh my so gosh. So it's not everything, but it's like, there was a symbol bag with like some like, brand new hats in there like a pair of like 13 inch high hats in there there's two of them what? one's brand new one is like used there's like all the cracked symbols that i that we used to use at studio 528 are all in there there's Whoa. like a setup of like some like cheap yam um cheap um zildjans like a ride a crash a bunch of a couple uh splashes some um like so i'm like i can sell this to one of my beginner students and they'll love it there's like a bunch of hardware, like a bunch, like probably like five different stands, like what? crash, like cymbal stands. There's hardware bags, there's cymbal bags, there's a couple crates full of brand new drumsticks, like Holy Peter smokes. Erskine, like ride cymbal sticks. What? There's a bag full of keys. Dude, there's a Rogers, like a vintage Rogers snare. No. That is like perfect condition and you got you got all this for free get out i'm like you don't want the snare and he's like we're not we're just getting rid of it Dude. and i'm like what about tim the other drummer and there he's like he doesn't want any of this stuff so i brought the i needed a snare to use with gogol and leave in new york so i'm like when i came through town they're like hey grab one of your snares so we can live with the band so you can use it as a backup snare I'm like, oh yeah, I just got it. I just inherited like a, a snare. I don't know what it is. I didn't even look in the bag. I bring it to the gig and open it up. I'm like, dang, this thing's dope. It's like a five by 14. Like, it's so nice. Yeah. Threw an Aquarian head on there, tuned it up. I'm like, this is my new snare for this band. I won't use any other snare. That's awesome. <laughs> and bought a hard case for it. I'm like, this is living with Gogol now. Also, uh, a 12 inch like piccolo it's like two and a half by 12 whoa just in its case ready to go that's awesome a bunch of soft cases that i put all my like my light up acrylic drums in 
because those didn't have cases anymore. So I'm like, I inherited all this stuff, but I'm also like, I don't need more stuff. Like I need to get rid of stuff. Uh, so there, uh, dude, there's a few of those Tama like uh, metronomes are like, they're really high profile. Like even now, even though you can use your phone or your yeah. iPad, they're still like 60 or 70 bucks. That the doctor beat. Yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Well, I'm like, let me know. I could probably use some of this stuff if uh, you're trying to get rid of stuff. If you want, dude, come and check it out. Like, if you want some sticks and stuff, just come and get them. Hell yeah. Like, I don't like, I use drum brigade sticks and stuff, but I, I threw like pretty much what I want to use in my, in my crate, in my bag, and there's still a few stragglers. Um, I will, I want to keep like the snare stands and stuff like that. I think there's like two extra snare stands. Um, there's a hi hat stand. There's like, it's all, it's like old and cheap vintage. Um, yeah. Sweet. So I'm like cymbal stands and stuff I can always use like when we have a new studio. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, you know, the snares. I'm like, of course I want the snares. That was a big score for me. <laughs> yeah, Roger's snare, dude. It sounded so good. It's perfect for what I was looking for with Gogol, you know? That's awesome. And, um, make, it, it was so nice. It makes me want to go buy another one of these snares. And I looked it up. It's like a $500 snare. I'm sure. So, um, <laughs> So yeah, but if you need like a hardware bag or I don't, I, I, I think I'm going to use the hardware bag for like my storage to store all the, it's just a bunch of random stuff. It's and, all on the um, side. Huh? It's all over by you, right? Yeah. It's in my storage. I'm clearing out my storage like over Christmas. Um, yeah. All right. I have to first. So I'm going to be, there's a bunch of stuff in there. And then there is a big item that I might need you to take back that you gave to me. <laughs> And I can't find the room for it and I'm trying to sell it and I'm getting lowballed and I don't know what to do. Yeah. So, all right, dude. Anyways, it's been a real show. I'm just rambling at this point. We're both starving and running out of time. Truth. So, um, yeah. You know, show 137. Yes. 137 drum brigade podcast. Always fun to have a podcast and that's what it was. I have another soapbox about Craigslist <laughs> on that next show. I think we might have one more show before we uh, go on break, even though we've been on a long break, but it's the holidays, you know? So, uh, yeah. Show 137. Thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you. Funky Phil. Thank you, Corey. Thanks to the guy at the gym for showing me his butt and thrusting to the heavens. Oh, yeah. And then looking at me. He looked like he was, while he was thrusting, it was almost like he was looking at me like, uh-huh, you like this, don't you? <laughs> he had, a, like, a lot of weight, too. He had, like, a good 35 pounds on his thing, <laughs> thrusting it towards the ceiling. <laughs> guy must be dangerous. <laughs> Can you get bigger shorts though, bro? Lululemon. <laughs> um, thanks to Lululemon for making amazing pants. And uh, thanks to F-Note. And um, thanks to the, the partner that passed away. Gave me a Gretsch drum that I love. It's Gretsch. Rogers, snare. Gosh. I'm hungry, Phil. And uh, yeah. Drum Brigade Podcast, camaraderie over competition. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're a legend. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, that's weird. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. <laughs>